recording, it's motherfucking recording, it's recording the podcast. We're recording the podcast, dogs. Are you guys excited? You're going to be famous. <laughs> Say the dog got up and walked away. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's the Elemento Podcast with me, your host. Your host. Your boy, <laughs> Stu McAllister. As I mentioned, the dogs are here. Wean dog's here. Sadie dog is over there. Couldn't give two shits. But uh, it is Thursday. Thursday, the day of Thor. December 23rd, 2021. Just a, a week away, right? We got a week. Just over a week of uh, of this year of 2021. This year has flown by. Hasn't been the greatest, but uh, but what are you gonna do, right? You do what you need to do, and uh, and there you go. You right? Uh, you, you you work hard. You stay motivated. Good things will happen, right? No fucking way. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. You can do everything right, work hard, uh, keep your nose clean, keep your head down, all that shit. Bad stuff's still going to come at you. I don't know what to tell you. Life is weird. You can be a real shitbag and, and be very successful. I've seen it. I've dealt with those people. I don't understand it. But I ain't in charge of that shit. I'm in charge of my own life, so I'm trying to make things better for myself. So there we go. How was your day? Was your day good? I had to drive, where the fuck did I, I drove to uh, Cairo, Cairo, Michigan, in Tuscola County. It's fucking in the middle of nowhere. Three hours, one way. Delivering dipping dots, because uh, I have coworkers who are shitbags and can't do their job. <laughs> and I told my boss that, this one, uh, this gas station out there, they, they called and said, oh my God, we need dots. And I'm like, all right, well, what does that mean? And when I got there, yeah, they needed dots. I sold them 11 cases. I should never sell a gas station 11 cases in the middle of December. End of December. Sh shouldn't fucking happen. Shouldn't happen. Second place I stopped at, the, the other gas station in, in Cairo, uh, sold them six. Really shouldn't sell a gas station six cases in December. So, so that just tells me my coworkers are shit. They don't do their job. They don't stop at places. They're fucks. My boss won't ever do a damn thing about it. It's one of those things I'm getting. Uh, now I'm not only getting mad at my coworkers. I'm getting mad at my boss because my boss doesn't go, I can't continue to have this happen. You, you fucking dudes essentially are uh, stealing from us because you're not doing the job. You're getting paid to do the job and you're not doing the job. So get mad about it. But what are you going to do? I, I just do my job. I do my job. I sold a shit ton of product today because you know what, everybody? I did my fucking job. <laughs> do I like my job? Well, there are a lot of aspects about it that I do like. There's a lot of aspects about it that frustrate the fuck out of me. Hence me uh, having some job interviews. I heard back from one. Uh, I'm waiting on another. So we'll see. We'll We will see. We will see what happens. Woo! Yeah, yeah. If you're new to the podcast, everybody, uh, it's basically me bitching about my job. 
uh, hopefully doing it in a comical way. And uh, then I talk about shit in the news. I, uh, I was a comedian for a while. I was a social worker for a while, and now I don't know what the fuck I am. But, uh, but there we go. I got a side gig. I got a side gig, everybody, selling uh, jerseys on Macari. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I enjoy that. God damn. I enjoy finding something and uh, tr- trying to flip it to make money. Like, you know, people flip houses. I flip jerseys. <laughs> I don't flip them. I turn them inside out, and then I sell them. And it's fun because I, I find weird shit and then I try to put it in the hands of somebody else who will appreciate it. And there we go. Am I making a shit ton of money from it? No, there's there's no real money to be made in this nonsense. Somebody actually made me aware of a business down here in Grand Rapids. It's kind of downtown Grand Rapids where they sell like old sneakers. I don't know where they get their sneakers from, but they sell old sneakers, old like Jordans and shit like that. They're sneakerheads. And apparently they're selling jerseys too. And he told me, hey, check out this place because then maybe they'll buy jerseys from you. And uh, I understand why he did that. Uh, In reality, I I don't ever want to deal with these people because what they'll do is uh, they'll want to lowball me. (laughs) They'll buy my jersey, sure, but they'll fucking, they'll give me like $10 a jersey or some shit. So then they can sell the jerseys for like, 20 30 bucks 40 bucks or whatever the fuck and so i I don't want to deal with that i sold i sold several today i there was i have i had this really cool peyton manning pro bowl jersey from like 2010 or something and i had never seen one before to be honest i had never seen a pro bowl jersey before you know, other than the ones that the guys wear in games, I had never seen one like that. So when I got it, I was like, oh, fuck, I have this. I'm going to leave it at this price. I had it at a nice price, and I said, I'm not I'm not going to budge from it. I kept having this guy over, like, the last month. He kept wanting to, to lowball me. <laughs> he kept counteroffering me on my, on my price. And uh, I just, I ignored him. <laughs> and today he offered it, again today, he offered me a really low price. I I just hit uh, decline. And then guess what, everybody? He paid the whole fucking thing. So I feel like if you hold out long enough, these fuckers will come to their senses and go, you know what, this is a really good price. I should probably just buy it at the real price because I'm still getting a deal. Sure, I might be paying more than I would want, but I'm getting a good jersey at, still at a decent price. Because fuck me, he's he's probably going to try and flip it. I've had guys tell me they're trying to flip jerseys after they buy them from me. And I'm like, good luck. If you can find someone who'll pay pay you what you want, then you fucking uh, you, you, you won the game, I guess. I'm not necessarily trying to win the game. I'm trying to have fun. And if I can make some money, then so be it. So the fuck be it. So last night on the Patreon, and uh, thank you if you do subscribe to the Patreon. I got six listeners on the Patreon. It's just five bucks a month. I would encourage all of you to give yourself an early Christmas gift and subscribe to my Patreon. (laughs) Stu, what do I get with the Patreon? 
more. That's that's all I can tell you, everybody. You get more. It's the same shit as this shit. It's just more of shit. So if you like this shit, you'll like that shit. So that's all I'm saying about that shit. So uh, so there we go. So but last night I was talking about uh, the movie Home Alone, the Christmas classic Home Alone. You guys like that movie? It's been forever since I've seen it. My brother fucking uh, loved that movie, and he would watch it all the goddamn time. Not even at, like, Christmas time, he'd watch that movie. So I've seen it way too much. But they were just talking about weird things about it, like, what do these people do for a living? Like, how much did it cost to fly these people uh, to Paris? Uh, who was a bigger dick? They were talking about uh, Buzz. Good old Buzz McAllister. And I was like, yeah, what a fucking asshole. Buzz is a huge fucking cocksucker. What a dick. I think the only thing that he did that I thought was funny, and I, God, I can't remember if it was in the first one or the second one. I think it was in the first one. He was like listing things. He's like, I got three reasons why I don't like Christmas. Or whatever. It was like, number one, B three or whatever it was i just thought it was so funny what he did but um the real guy who played buzz his name is devin retray he's in the news today today he was in the news why Stu? why was uh devin retray in the news he's a dude who hasn't done shit since home alone right he's done anything other than be, uh, being Home Alone as a child star. Well, he is, uh, just to make you feel old, he's 44 years old. <laughs> what a fucking... Ugh, that's disheartening. Uh, but he was in Oklahoma City for a, a Comic-Con. OKC Pop Christmas Con. And he... This is the sad part, too. It's a two-day event there. And he was billed as one of the main attractions. The guy who played Buzz McAllister was one of the main attractions at like a Comic-Con. That's telling me that Comic-Cons have really lowered their values. That this fuckface who hasn't done shit is uh, one of the main attractions. Now I gotta, I'm sorry everybody, I gotta look up this fucker. And see if he has done anything other than Home Alone. And I cannot believe that he has. Devin Rattray. There he is. God, he just looks like shit. He look. I'm not going to lie, everybody. He looks like a fucking uh, pedophile. <laughs> uh... Devin Trey is an American actor, producer, writer. I'm sure that's all very loose shit. He's known for his role as Buzz McAllister, as well as the films Nebraska and Blue Ruin. His television work includes The Tick. God damn. I saw the movie Nebraska, that black and white movie. I remember it as being incredibly depressing. Um, I've seen the television show The Tick. I've enjoyed it. I have no fucking clue what he does in it. He's got a bunch of other fucking uh, things. He was in Little Monsters, Dennis the Menace, The Prince and Me. 
He's been in some Law and Order shit. But uh, there's probably every actor in Hollywood has been in an episode of Law and Order. It's kind of one of those things of like, you can throw that on your resume and everybody be like, I, I guess. I mean, law and, all the Law and Orders have probably, there's probably been like a hundred years of Law and Order. If you take all of the Law and Order shows and like, Every fucking week, it's like more guests and more side people, more what I was the corpse in Law and Order uh, season three, episode 10. Yeah, okay, I guess who's gonna check that shit? It's kind of like a comedian can say that we're on Bob and Tom. There's been so many fucking comics on Bob and Tom, there's no way to go back and fucking fact check that shit. Everyone will just be like, okay, I guess you were. And I actually had. I've told the story, but I was at uh, the, the jukebox in Peoria, Illinois. And the guy asked me for my intro. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, you just say I'm from Michigan. And he was like, I can't just say that. I'm like, all right, say whatever the fuck you want to say. And he told people that I was on Bob and Tom, even though I have never been on Bob and Tom. Would I like to be on Bob and Tom? Yeah, sure. It would have been great. Um, not going to lie, I fucking hate that show. Bob and Tom sucks. Not, not a good show. Maybe at one time it was. And I got a lot of people who are on Bob and Tom all the time. A lot of buddies who are on it all the time. Good for them. I can't fucking handle Bob and Tom. Bob and Tom, it's a shit show. Sorry, everybody. You can you can tell all those guys. This. You can tell Bob, who I don't think Bob's on anymore. You can tell Tom. You can tell Josh Arnold. I know Josh Arnold. I'll tell him to his face. <laughs> Chick? Is Chick even still on? What's the chick's name? I forgot what her name is. Yeah, but anyway. Anyway, getting back to this fuckface. He ain't done shit. Okay? Noth nothing that you give a shit about. Oh, apparently there's this a new home sweet home alone? What? Home Sweet Home Alone is a 2021 American Christmas comedy film directed by Dan Mazur, written by Mikey Day and Streeter Seidel. It stars Ellie Kemper, Rob Delaney, Archie Yates, Isling Bia, Kenan Thompson, Pete Holmes, Ellie Mackey, and Chris Parnell. Jesus fucking Christ. Wow. I like Ellie Kemper. That's a chick from... Uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Home Sweet Home Alone was released on November 12th, 2021 to negative reviews. Of course it did. <laughs> I have not even, have, did you guys even know? Apparently it's the sixth installment. I didn't even know they had six. Fucking Christ. I, uh, I'm going to have to try and find that. I, no, all right, now I got to look too. So I'm, this, this is, we're going off the rails. This is this podcast. We go off the rails. We discover things together. Uh, Home Sweet Home Alone 2021 film. Wow. Where can I watch this? Um, watch, it's, oh, it's on Disney Plus. Wow. Huh. Will I watch it? N maybe, but I'll I'll turn that shit off right quick. So get I'll give it about 5 minutes.
Uh, but anyway, getting back to what the fuck uh, I was talking about. He's the he's in trouble for being a cocksucker because he was at this fucking Comic Con event. He was there with his girlfriend. They were out, I guess, after the Comic Con was done. They were out drinking, eat, having dinner, whatever. Two women came up and asked this guy for his autograph. Now that's that's weird as shit too, because that dude he could walk into my house right now and I would have no fucking clue who he was. I'd be like, who the fuck are you? Get the fuck out of my house, you fuck. But these two girls... What are they going to do with his autograph? What what people are asking him for an autograph? You get like a selfie now. A selfie with the dude is the new autograph. So that I don't understand. I almost feel like this is bullshit. But the dude's girlfriend, Trey's girlfriend, reportedly gave the women autograph cards for free. That, that became a problem with Devin... Because Devin's like, listen, bitch, uh, I'm the talent here. People are here at this Comic-Con because of me. <laughs> me and uh, the kid who played Dennis the Menace from 1996 or whatever. We're the two big stars. So apparently when they got back to their hotel room, he started beating the shit out of her, apparently. Apparently he choked her. He was trying to choke her out. The victim had trouble breathing while she was being strangled and while the defendant's hand was over her mouth, Detective Joseph Burnett of the Oklahoma City Police Department wrote in his report. The woman managed to free herself, but Retray then allegedly punched her in the face, <laughs> Jesus, before she was able to flee the room. Well, he, uh, he sounds like a real shitbag. And if you look at him... He's got some real beady rat eyes, and he's kind of got reddish hair, and he looks like a fuck. He, he's got a face that you want to punch in the face. You just want to punch it. You want to punch him in the face. He probably won't feel it because it's all fat. <laughs> it's like punching a pillow. <laughs> but uh, I just thought that was, that was super interesting that I talked about a dumb shit bag that uh, I haven't thought about in 30 years, this character. And then the real guy turns out to be a super huge douchebag. Uh, what are the odds of that? Pretty good, apparently. Pretty fucking good. Well, fuck that guy, everybody. Fuck, fuck that motherfucker. Uh, yeah. I got a buddy. He um he purchased a couple. I had a, some mini helmets for sale, and he purchased a couple of them. He's like, oh, be look, these will look pretty cool in my man cave because I was given uh, the Buffalo Bills one I had away as part of a contest I did on Twitter. For the last several weeks, I've been giving away Bill shit on Twitter on Wednesdays. I give it away technically on Thursday, but you you guys know what I'm talking about. So uh, if you guys give a shit, you can follow me on Twitter if you want. If you don't, I don't give a shit. That's cool, too. I lost like 200 people over the last two years on Twitter for whatever reason. I'm slowly gained them back. Slowly gained them back. Ugh. But this guy was like, oh, man, I, I love, I, I, that's a great helmet. I'm like, oh, I got some others. And I showed him. And he, he bought the Carolina Panthers one I had. He bought the Oakland Raiders one I had. And uh, I was talking with him. He, this dude, he played um, he played arena league football for the West Michigan Ironmen. 
And that's how I got to know him. Because, uh, you know, I had season tickets. Don't mean to brag. I had season tickets to the West Michigan Ironman two years in a row. Well, technically three. But I got to know him that way. And he's come out to see some comedy shows and stuff. Really good dude. And I was talking with him, and he's like, Oh, yeah, man. Uh, It'd be good in my uh, man cave. It's like, oh, well, how how are the Ironman doing? Are they going to start playing again? Because they usually start playing in uh, January, February. And he's like, yeah, they are, but I'm not going to play. And he's like, I'm moving. I was like, oh, fuck, where the fuck you moving, man? He's like, he's moving to Nashville. I was like, oh, shit, that's awesome, man. Go be a Titans fan. And he's like, it's weird that you say that because he's like, I'm going to try to get work with the Titans. I was like, oh, that is amazing. Because even though he plays football, I think he is a, uh, he's got his degree in like physical therapy. So I think he's going to go try to do that. So it's, pre- it's pretty sweet when you, um, when you see someone who works hard on their goals and then they fucking actually put, put forth effort. And uh, it looks like maybe they're going to achieve their goddamn goals. I don't know what that's like. (laughs) I've tried, everybody. And it just didn't work out, but it's fine. It's fine. So good for him. And I made some money from selling those helmets. (laughs) It's good. It's good. Go check out my Macari. If you want a jersey of some weird sports-related shit, maybe I got it for you. Maybe I got it for you. If not, tell me what you're looking for, and then maybe if I ever find some, then I can let you know. It's a fun side gig. Fun side gig. So what are you guys uh, What are you guys doing for Christmas? You guys, uh, you guys traveling? You staying at home? What are you doing? You guys gonna go watch some movies? I saw Spider Man. Go see Spider Man. It was great. What are you guys gonna go do? You gonna stay at home? Watch some movies. You got a favorite Christmas movie? Everybody talks about Die Hard, right? As being a great Christmas movie. And I will say, I love Die Hard. It's weird to me. I've actually heard people say that Die Hard is not even a good movie. Let alone a good Christmas movie. And that shocks the fuck out of me. Because I'm like, what are you talking about? It's a great action movie. It came out in 1988. It's funny. Jay Hibiscus was asking me how uh, how old I was when it came out. And it came out in 1988. I was 18 years old. It came out in the summer. I know everybody thinks it was like a Christmas movie. It came out in like fucking July, I think. And um, I remember seeing it. I saw it by myself. <laughs> I think that was uh that, that that was that was the beginning of me going to see movies by myself, I guess. I saw it by myself at Eastern Hills Mall. If any of you were from the Buffalo area, you'll remember Eastern Hills Mall. That mall was like the shit. Now it's one of those like empty malls that has like a a humane society in it. And if you have a, a mall that has like an animal shelter, humane society in it, you know that's a shit mall. <laughs> That is not a good mall. I mean, good for them for letting an animal shelter be in there. But uh, they are not making money off of that shit. And uh, so he was asking me about it. And then he was asking me about, like, Bruce Willis. And I'm like, was he the shit then? I was like, well, he had moonlighting. 
and I think he had a fucking album out, but he really hadn't any. There was nothing really behind him. I said Die Hard was the movie that put Bruce Willis on the map. That was the movie that opened everything else up to him. All of those action movies, all the other Die Hard, uh, Hudson Hawk, Last Boy Scout. Any movie that came out after Die Hard, you can attribute that movie to his success. If that movie had eaten shit, uh, we would not know Bruce Willis today. He would have completely fucking... <coughs> he, would, he would have disappeared into the ether. I guarantee it. But it was one of the greatest movies of all time. But I found an article on Bro Bible... Uh, I know you guys like to peruse Bro Bible like I do. <laughs> Every day, you guys are just going through Bro Bible. But they were talking about how Die Hard is the greatest Christmas movie of all time. And they gave ten reasons as to why. And I will explain them to you and uh, give you the yay or the nay on it, right? Number one, it's all about family. Fuck yeah, it's all about family. He goes from New York City to L.A. To, to get his wife back and see his kids. He's doing all the shit for his kids and his wife. He realizes, oh, I love you, honey. We need to be together. So, yes, Christmas is about family. This movie is about family. Correct. Number two, Hans Gruber is a bigger fucking Grinch than the Grinch. Yeah, correct. Gruber was stealing $640 million in bonds. The Grinch was just trying to steal shitty fucking gifts from Whoville, right? Gruber murdered several innocent people and a large chunk of the Los Angeles LAPD. Grinch didn't fucking kill anybody. Gruber's worse. He's a worse villain than the Grinch. So that makes for a better Christmas movie. Number three, the craziest Christmas party ever. People doing fucking blow. Uh, they're fucking co-workers in rooms. There's nudity everywhere. Everybody seemed to be aware of what was going on. No one gave a fuck. Terrorists come in, start shooting everything up. That is a crazy-ass Christmas party, right? It's fucking amazing. Number four, red and green colors. Yeah. There's red and green all over the place, right? The, uh, <laughs> Jesus. Joseph Tatagi, he was the leader, the Nakatomi executive. He got his brain splattered by Hans Gruber. Red. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, if you're looking for green, $640 million. That's a lot of green, right? A lot, a lot of red. A lot of green. Number five. It promotes giving to the needy, right? You gotta fucking remember that, right? Everybody needs to give to the needy at Christmas time. It's the, it's the spirit of giving. Uh, being helpful to those less fortunate than ourselves. Right? There was some giving in that. And by giving, I mean 
The bad guys gave John McClane clothes after he whacked them. <laughs> he took their shoes, their clothes, the fucking bags of stuff. He was needy. He needed that shit. And those bad guys gave it to him. Number six. One of the greatest Christmas movies or Christmas songs of all time, Christmas and Hollis, is all over that movie. It's so it's Run DMC approved. Any of you going to argue with Run DMC about this movie? Fuck no, you're not. It's got the stamp of approval, Run DMC. Number seven. You want a jolly fat man? Reginald Vell Johnson, right? Am I wrong? He's jolly. He's fat. He loves eating. He loves Christmas. Boom. Don't give me any of this shit about Black Santa, too, man. There's a Black Santa out there, and his name is Reginald Vell Johnson. Number eight, lots of fun surprises. Right? All sorts of good stuff going on there. And then, you know, mostly fucking McLean had that surprise of that gun taped to his back as he blew Hans Gruber away. That was the greatest of all time. Number nine, chimneys are for pansies. <laughs> you, you, you know, that's lame. You got to go through like the air ducts like John did, climbing through the HVAC like he did. Who needs a chimney? You're going to climb through that other shit. So, and number 10, here we go, a life-altering revelation. Much like with the tale of Ebenezer Scrooge, which was told brilliant, brilliantly, that was a hard word for me to say right now, in another fantastic Christmas movie, Bill Murray's Scrooge, Die Hard features a crystal clear story arc for its lovable protagonist. After the proverbial doo-doo has hit the fan of bleeding, and bleeding from the feet, John McClane relays a message to his wife, yes, Sergeant L. Powell, his new buddy on the outside. John admits that while he was a bit of a son of a bitch in the past, he sees the error of his ways. This entire insane dilemma was made John McClane a better man. And then he whacked a shit ton of German terrorists. That is a Christmas movie. I have watched it already. This Christmas season, I will probably watch it tomorrow. I got to work tomorrow just a little bit, probably like four or five hours. And then I'll get home and then I'll watch Die Hard, Die Hard 2, Reindeer Games, maybe uh, It's a Wonderful Life, maybe, maybe A Christmas Carol, Alistair Sims one, maybe. Those are all fucking good ones. A lot of those were given to me by... Uh, by Kenny from Nashville a couple of years ago. Kenny sent me all these very cool uh, Christmas movies. I do appreciate that. It's nice to have it because sometimes movies leave streaming platforms and it's nice to have them on hand, even though it's like, why you got a DVD? I don't know why not. Why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? Speaking of family, I know Die Hard is a family Christmas movie. I was perusing some of this Dear Abby shit. Because, <laughs> some, again, some of the stuff that people write to Dear Abby, it makes me go, this isn't real. This isn't real. Someone made this shit up. I don't believe it's real. But this lady wrote to Dear Abby, 
She goes, Dear Abby, I was never close to my mother-in-law, Agnes. She always came across as very religious and morally upright. She recently died of dementia. It came on so fast that there were things Agnes needed to take care of but was unable to. My husband was executor of her estate, so we had to go through all of her things and have them appraised after she passed. One afternoon, my husband discovered a small binder tucked in the back of his mother's lingerie drawer. He looked through it, and to say he was shaken would be an understatement, and he let me read it. What do you think this bitch Agnes wrote down that's going to shake her son to the core? There are a lot of things that you don't want to find out about your parents. You know, like let let those secrets die with my parents. I don't want to hear that shit. But uh, good old Agnes, she apparently had a secret life. Her and her husband had a secret life. They were wife swappers, <laughs> and Agnes took a lot of notes. She was apparently very flowery with her descriptions of other men's genitalia. Uh, my husband hasn't mentioned it since and has left it to me to deal with. I have no idea what to do with it, but we certainly won't share it with his deeply religious brother or our son who thought the world of the only grandmother he'd known. I hesitate to destroy her property, but I feel it'll benefit. I don't feel it'll benefit anyone to keep it. There's no one I can discuss this with, and it's not a subject my husband wants to talk about. Your thoughts, please, embarrassed in Oregon. Okay, right here. Burn the motherfucker. Well, I don't understand the hesitation. She's like, I hesitate to destroy her property. What are you talking about? This is something that uh, if she knew she was going to start having dementia or she was going to stroke out or she was going to die soon, she's like, oh, fuck, I need to burn this. I need to throw this in the fucking bum fire pit. I need to go down to the Bowery District and let these hobos use it as kindling. Get the fuck out of here. The hesitate. What are you going to do with it otherwise? You going to fucking put it on your bookshelf? Yeah, those are all the notes when Grandma went to Pound Town with strangers. <laughs> Grandma, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, Grandma liked to engage in chili dogs. <laughs> She was into chili dogging. <laughs> don't look that up, everybody. Don't don't use the work computer to find out what chili dogging is. Ah, <laughs> oh, Christ! All right, let's see what Abby said. Hopefully, Abby said the same thing as I did. Take it to fucking hobo town and let the hobos take care of it. She writes, uh, Dear Embarrassed, I agree that it would be of no benefit to your brother-in-law or your son to learn their respective parents' grandparents were swingers, including the intimate details of the encounters. I'm voting for keeping the past buried along with Agnes. Well, that wasn't very descriptive, Abby. I want, I want more shit of, like, what she should do with it. I want things of, like, yeah, set that thing on fire with gas. <laughs> Fucking... I don't know, do a little enchantment. Do some sing-song and dances. Do a video of it, something. You can't just say, yeah, get rid of it. Keep the past in the past. Dumb. Dumb. All right, I'm going to end with this, everybody. This was, uh, I don't have any kids. I've never had any kids. I've never had to experience this. 
Uh, some of you might find this hard to believe, but I was a kid at one point. <laughs> um, and I think as a kid, I think that I was uh, a, a little bit frightened of Santa Claus. Uh, Santa Claus is kind of weird. You've never seen anyone like Santa Claus. No one dresses like Santa Claus. Santa Claus is a, is a large person who's very loud and boisterous. And I am 100% certain that Santa probably scared the fuck out of me, like in-person Santa. You watch Santa on television or whatever, but in-person Santa, crazy as fuck. And it is kind of crazy that we got this lunatic dude and then we put little kids on his lap. It's all crazy. I remember the same thing. Ronald McDonald scared the shit out of me when I, whenever I met him in person as a kid. I was like, ah, what the fuck? I remember what, one time... For some reason, there was a Ronald McDonald at the firehouse near near where I grew up, and we went to go see him, and I refused to get out of the car. <laughs> I was afraid of Ronald McDonald. I was like, nope, don't want that fucking pedophile near me. Pass. But a lot of people will take their, uh, their, their kids or their pets to go have uh, photos taken with Santa. So there was a... Uh, there was this family that took their kid over there in Provo, Utah. Went down to the local mall. Good old Carrie Spencer. Uh, took her kid, Sammy, down to see Santa. And, and he's one. He looks pretty big to me to be only one. But um, she apparently had taught her kid, Sammy, how to do some sign language stuff. So before he could like verbally communicate, he could do some sign language shit to mom so that she could figure out what he wanted. And apparently, when this kid sat on Santa's lap, he didn't sign like, oh, he's got a huge boner. <laughs> he just, he did the ASL sign for help. <laughs> he's like, I need help. Get me away from this fucking lunatic. Terrified, the toddler resorted to using his baby version of ASL to sign help to his mom. Mom said I was standing to the side when the pic was taken and actually didn't see that he was signing for help until I saw the photo. And it's weird, too. The one picture they have, he's not even, like, looking at the camera. He's probably he's looking off to the side, probably where his mom is. He's like, what is happening here? Poor buddy didn't love Santa very much ever, really, so we didn't try to get him to go much after that. Oh, I guess this was take done a while ago. That's pretty funny. They, she, she said for several years now, Carrie's posted the hilarious photo of Samuel on Facebook. She said we all laugh at the photo now. Posting it is one of our favorite family traditions. Of course, Samuel's like, God damn it, Mom, stop posting this dumb fucking picture of me. He's also, he's not necessarily wearing an ugly sweater, Samuel, but he is wearing a sweater that makes him look like Waldo. So you got Waldo, little Waldo Jr. sitting on the lap of Santa. And it is a strange juxtaposition. I don't know any sign language other than the bird. <laughs> I suppose that's the only one I need to know, especially when I'm driving down the road. All right, everybody, that is it for today. Thank you guys for listening to this bullshit. 
If you guys like this bullshit, consider subscribing to the Patreon. Just five bucks a month. I do appreciate it. If you do, I totally get it. If you don't, but there you go. If you guys can do me a solid and do three things for me. First, I want you to go to the page on Facebook. We all got Facebook. Even though I fucking hate it, I still have it. I want you to check out the page, The Sunday Slaw. That's Adam and Stephanie House, married couple. A married couple, they eat coleslaw together. So those who slaw together, stay together. Go check them out. Uh, they do Facebook Lives of themselves eating uh, the coleslaw. So again, check them out. And then if you guys are new to the page, please like it. Because when they get to 300 likes, they are going to donate some money to a charity. And they're very close. Last time I checked, they were at 278. Let me look real quick here now uh, where they're at. And uh, maybe they are closer to the goal of 300. There we go. The Sunday Slaw. It's going to pop up here in a second maybe. 278. They're still there. So if I can get 22 of you fucks, even though I only got six listeners, <laughs> if I can get the six of you, we can easily get to 284 but help them help me help them how about that help me help them please go do it then go check out magic jbm another facebook page that's magic jbm john badass midgley he is a magician a social worker an artist and uh i don't know if you guys know this or not he's done the iditarod dog race about like four times he's never won he usually comes at the, uh, the the back, like the last, uh, you know, 20%. But he's still in the race. I mean, that's saying something. I'm not in the fucking race. Are you in the fucking race? I can't imagine doing that race. But he's done that race. And there you go. He likes dogs, apparently. But he likes magic more. That's why he's got a page for all his magic stuff. Magic JBM. So if you like magic, go check it out. All right? And the last... Certainly not least, another episode podcast. That's Matt Harper and Mandy Elaine. Those two jokesters, uh, they get together and they talk about movies that shape their childhood. So these, these are old movies. So you can talk about Die Hard and Reindeer Games and all these movies that I fucking love. And uh, every Wednesday they drop new episodes. So uh, go check them out. Although I'm not going to lie, they're on hiatus right now. I, I don't think they're going to be back until the new year. So they're taking a little Christmas breather, but then uh, starting in January, every Wednesday, new episodes. Don't, I'm, I'm not, don't quote me on that, but that's what I think's going on. But this will give you time to catch up on old episodes, okay? So go do that. Another episode podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And you can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And Matt, uh, Matt's also a great artist. He's, he's got a lot of talents, too. He's like John. He's very talented with stuff. And uh, so he's got a little page on Instagram for his art, Matt Harper Art. And uh, he can sketch some shit for you. He actually he drew a picture of my house. It's super cool. I, I dug it a whole lot. So uh, go check out his page on Instagram too, Matt Harper Art. So that's it, everybody. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I'll be back tomorrow, Christmas Eve. And uh, we'll do this shit all over again on the Patreon. So uh, that's it. I love you, folks. Have a good one. See you tomorrow. Otherwise, I'll see you on Monday for the freebie. Uh, if that's the case, have a good Christmas or a good holiday or whatever it is you celebrate. All right, guys. We'll see you. Have a good one. Goodbye. Okay,